Welcome to the Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. My name is Dr. Adriana Popescu. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and leader in the field of mental health, energy psychology, addiction, trauma, and empowerment. In this podcast, we will be exploring mental health from a variety of perspectives, from the spiritual to the shamanic and beyond. What if mental illness isn't everything we think it is? What if everything we see as a pathology is actually a possibility? What else is possible with mental health? Hi everyone, Dr. Adriana Popescu here with you again today for another episode of Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. I'm so excited to have with me today as my guest, Ms. Marnie Reeser. She is an homeopath. Um, she's passionate about the life-changing results that homeopathy provides for women. Her clients achieve freedom from hormonal imbalances, headaches, digestive problems, and allergies. After a 12-year struggle of her own with chronic illnesses, Marnie regained her health after consulting a classical homeopath. Inspired by the way homeopathy improved her life, she decided to become a homeopath to help others experience the same benefits. With over 15 years of dedication to women's health, Marnie completed her studies from the School of Homeopathy in New York, a four-year graduate program, and four more years of clinical training. She's been a homeopathy consultant since 2001 and continues to take advanced courses in her field. She's a certified classical homeopath of the Council of Homeopathic Certification, which has only qualified 500 homeopaths in the US and Canada. Marnie also supports her clients with plant stem cells and nutritional counseling. Um, Marnie's often described as warm, encouraging, and committed to helping women discover vibrant health. Welcome, Marnie. Thank you, Adriana. Thank you for having me today. Yes. Marnie, I've known for a long time because we actually used to um, have offices in the same building here in San Francisco, but you're now located in Tennessee, right? That's right. I moved uh, back to Nashville a few years ago. I grew up in Nashville and then I lived in San Francisco for a long time and came back and that's been fun and different. I love teaching about homeopathy and what it is and how it's different and how it's not essential oils or acupuncture or naturopathy, that it's its own thing. Exactly. And it has very useful applications for people who are dealing with mental health type symptoms, depression, anxiety, you know, all kinds of stuff, trauma even, and we're going to get into that. So there is a connection here with mental health. <laughs> but first, I want to hear a little bit more about your story and how is it that you came to work with these tools and what effect did they have for you? Absolutely. I, um, gosh, I grew up pretty healthfully. I had a lot of emotional stress, I had a lot of trauma growing up. And as a teenager, I started developing bladder infections, migraines, really bad anxiety and depression. And then, gosh, by the time I was in my early 20s, I got Epstein-Barr chronic mono, which is exhausting. So you got mono, which lasts four to six weeks at Epstein-Barr, which is the chronic version. I was in bed for two years, sleeping about 16 hours a day. During that time, I was really wanting to find something that would heal me. I would not take that diagnosis that I would be sick forever with chronic fatigue. And so I just started researching things. So I was seeing different doctors taking handfuls of supplements. I was living in New York City at the time, vitamin IVs two to three times a week, got rid of my food sensitivities, did all kind of 
like NET, chiropractic, all these different things helped, but nothing really changed completely for me. I still felt pretty badly. And then I saw a homeopath practitioner. He talked to me for two hours. He asked me lots of questions, all kinds of odd, strange things. And then he gave me two little pellets and said, all right, I'll see you in six weeks. And I was like, what? That's all. So the remedies look like this. They're these little white, oops, little white pellets, right? So he gave me two pellets and said, I'll see you in six weeks. And I was like, I don't think this is going to help. I'm taking 50 supplements a day. What is this going to do? Anyway, three weeks later, I felt better. I was energetic. I was out of bed. I was going to Tybo classes at eight in the morning, which was crazy for me. And then over time, migraines got totally went away. Didn't have any bladder infections, reduced anxiety and depression. All these other symptoms got better and better. And I felt completely different. I felt like I felt like I was when I was 16 or something like that. I just had energy every day. Um, and so I ended up going to homeopathy school for four years in New York. And then during that time, I worked in a clinic there. Um, and then I moved to San Francisco after I graduated and did another year of clinical training there. And then that's where I started my practice. And my website where I gave you the bio is, is old. So I've been practicing 19 years, which is exciting, hard to believe. And um, gosh, I specialize in hormones, hormones and headaches. So menopause, migraines, fibroids, endometriosis. And, you know, hormonal imbalances, PMS, menopause, whatever, can really make anxiety and depression worse. So these symptoms will come up. And because I had my own hormonal issues and my own mood problems, homeopathy shifted things so beautifully for me. And that's what I'm really passionate about is helping women with those. those Wonderful. Things. Yeah. Well, and like, you know, we're going to get into so many people are getting, you know, misdiagnosed, with a mental health diagnosis when in fact there might be something a little more biologically based imbalance going on and doctors just aren't aware. So part of the reason we're even having this conversation is to just educate people, right? About how mind, body, everything's connected and it's really all energetic. I always see it through that energetic lens. Yes, and your work is so energetic. I think that's why I enjoyed working with you so much was this shifting you could do with NET and just the somatic work and all these things. Cause it, you could just talk about it and stay stuck in it, say on a physical level, right? Or you could shift the energy and then it just moves, right? It's so beautiful. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about homeopathy. What is it? How did it get developed? How does it work? Okay. Um, it is a 200-year-old holistic system of healing that uses natural substances to bring your body back into balance, right? So instead of seeing your body as broken or suppressing your symptoms with drugs, homeopaths will look at the symptoms as a sign or a red flag of where the body's stuck. And so we believe that the body has a natural healing system that has its own wisdom, right? Like that's very common in naturopathy and acupuncture homeopathy, that there's a natural healing system. Your innate wisdom is there. You just got to flip a switch, reset the button, right? And my favorite part about homeopathy is the emotional healing, because in my own life, the dramatic shifts in my thought patterns could change so quickly after taking a remedy. And when my remedy would wear off, I could tell it was off because my thoughts were very, very different. Um, 
So I'll often say to be like, what if you could take something natural to radically reduce this core belief or this fixed perception you have in your life where you're stuck, like that record that's going over and over and over in your head, right? Um, for me, it was very loud voices or thoughts like you're not good enough or nobody wants to be with you or you know, whatever it was. And now every once in a while, I just hear a little whisper or a little bit will come up in the background, but it's not running my whole life. And that was dramatically changed with homeopathy. That's so cool. And so mm -hmm. inspiring, you know, for people mm -hmm. to think, but, but again, I can sense, you know, people might be like, but how, how is that possible? And how could this little pellet, what is even in the pellet? And, and, and how does that change the way you think? So tell, tell us a little bit more. I'll tell you about that. And the funny thing is, is we don't totally know how these things work. I mean, now there is scientific evidence um, of how the remedies, how they're diluted, how they'll shift things on an energetic level. But I don't know, how is it that you can take this mineral or this plant one time and maybe repeat it a month later or something, and then it shifts everything in your thoughts shift. I don't know, but I can tell you kind of the theories behind it and what we do know and that sort of thing. So what I really like about your show and the people you've interviewed is you talk about how what if pathology is an ability and a possibility, right? And what if we're just stuck? Maybe it's not just a brain imbalance. Maybe we just need to listen to something. Maybe we need to stop listening to that story or identify that story, that fixed perception identify it and shift it right and stop talking about it because i i did at least 20 years of therapy just talking and talking and really it helped i'm so grateful for cbt and you know dbt and all these different things but once i got into it, the energy medicine and the energy psychology like what you do adriana and san francisco i was like oh yeah this is it so um what I think is really cool about homeopathy is we look at fixed perceptions, right? So I'm really listening for what that is in somebody and how they're explaining it. So it's the stories we have about ourselves. You know, we think it's true. There are these thought patterns that will get in our mind and then they root into us on a cellular level. So it's this mind-body connection. So if there's no awareness, right, and we just live as if that's the truth, these false perceptions of our story, who we are, how we experience life, the victim, whatever it is, these imbalances will feed into a disease pattern. So we can develop physical symptoms and maybe later other more serious diseases. So my favorite thing about homeopathy is that emotional healing, that remedies will act as a catalyst to loosen that fixed story, that fixed perception and move on. So while I'm talking to a client, I'm listening to their symptoms and what's bothering them. And I ask them about how they experience life, what stresses them out. I'm looking for these emotional patterns. And what's really cool is as I'm listening, I'm asking them questions and almost taking them into a state so that they can tell me the, re the remedy, the thing they need in nature. I mean, some clients can do that. They will say it's this, this, and this, that's what I'm experiencing, which is really cool. So I wanna hear these patterns and then I'll match it to something in nature that's gonna release that pattern and get them back to that original healthy person who they were, maybe who they were when they were three or four or five before they had trauma happen, like that true spirit, their true essence. So um, to understand all this, cause it is kind of strange, you've got the 
basis of homeopathy is based on the theory of like cures like. So it goes back to Hippocrates saying, through the like, disease is produced, and through the application of like, is cured. Okay, what the heck does that mean? It's so esoteric. Um, so homeopathy means similar pathos. Pathology means suffering. So we're going to look at similar suffering. So whenever somebody's experiencing something, I'm going to give them something similar in nature, not the exact thing. That's isopathy, right? If you took tree pollen because you have a tree pollen allergy, it might be in a homeopathic dose, but that's isopathy. We want something similar, homeo, homeopathic. So it goes back to a doctor in the 1790s, Samuel Hahnemann. Um, he was really fed up with what was going on back in the day with the mercury treatments, the bloodletting, all this kind of crazy stuff. And he, he started just translating medical texts because he could not practice medicine anymore. And so he started doing some experiments that are now known as homeopathy. And that's what led to all this. So he was, he translated all these texts and he knows the substance Peruvian bark, Sincona, was listed as causing symptoms like numbness, the extremities, anxiety, intermittent fevers, lots of sweating, which are similar to the symptoms of malaria. Now at that time, and even now, Sincona was used to cure malaria with the medication quinine. Okay, so it's taken for a Peruvian bark, it's made into medication, it'll cure it. So what he did, so he was, he knew Hippocrates theories taking like will produce, you know, through the like the disease is produced and through the application of like it's cured. So he took a few doses of Sincona bark to see what would happen. Well, he started developing symptoms of malaria. It became very dangerous, fever, thirst, drowsiness, joint pain, muscle pain, palpitations, anxiety. And every time he repeated the dose, he got the same symptoms. So he realized that if you dilute the substance that causes toxic symptoms, in that case, the Sincona bark, it could cure a person who has the disease with the same symptoms. So that remedy is called China. So China, somebody could come in with, it's oftentimes a flu remedy, fevers, thirst, drowsy. I mean, it's definitely used for malaria, but more day to day. Somebody might have anxiety and stuff like that. Somebody could have those symptoms and a homeopath would say, oh, take the remedy China 200C. It'll match it and then it'll flip the switch, bring them back. So I like to use the example of red onion. So let's say you're in your kitchen, you're chopping up an onion, your nose starts running, your eyes are watering, it's burning, it's stinging. So that's the symptom you have by being exposed to an onion, which is relatively non-toxic, but it you know, can cause a lot of symptoms. Um, so let's say somebody just has a cold or hay fever and they have watery eyes, burning nasal discharge, they're weepy. They could take the remedy Allium sepa, it's made from the common red onion, and that would alleviate their symptoms. Now they haven't been around an onion, they just have a cold or they've got hay fever. And then we match the onion remedy to that. Right, so it's like cures like. We didn't give them tree pollen, we gave them allium sepa, and then flips it. Fascinating. You know, it reminds me almost of um, some of the technologies like Rife machines and stuff where they like, it's almost like if you think of energy as like a wave, it's like the waves somehow cancel each other out, you know? Yeah, because I want to match that wave. What's the wave that's going in you that we can match with a remedy that's going to be make it peaceful, right? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah it's going to match that energy. 
Mm -hmm. So one of the cool things about homeopathy is there are 4,000 different remedies or more, really. Anything that's in nature can be made into a remedy. So it could be a plant, mineral, an animal. They're all FDA approved, safe, non-toxic, available over the counter. Like I said, you might've seen these at Whole Foods, you know, the where have all those blue tubes? What are they? Um, and it's, I'm a classical homeopath. So that means I use one remedy to cover everything. So when somebody comes in with panic attacks and bladder infections and migraines and fibroids, I'm going to give them one homeopathic remedy made from one thing to flip the switch and bring their body into balance. I'm not going to give them a supplement for their headaches and another one for their, or another even remedy for anxiety or one for bladder infection. I want to find that one remedy. Yeah. So it's truly holistic. Right. Um, because so often, and this is one of the things I talk about a lot on the show is so often, you know, we're sent to this kind of practitioner for this symptom and that practitioner for this other thing, as if it's all separate, it's not separate. There's an energetic imbalance of some sort that's creating these different symptoms. And you're looking for what's like the one switch, like you said, I can flip here that will restore that balance to the body and then it can heal itself. Right. Exactly. And I'm looking for their fixed perception, like which, which are the, what are they stuck on? What's their theme in life, right? Um, so I'm listening. I'm there. People will give, give you clues all the time, right? I remember in homeopathy, they said, sometimes you'll have someone sit down and within five minutes, they'll tell you their remedy. Like you might talk to them for two hours and then you'll go back to the first five minutes that their intention is their body knows that it can communicate with you and you're going to find something to help them. Right. So sometimes people will sit down and just tell me, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, interesting. Then I come back to it later. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, the way I find a remedy is I'm talking, I'm listening. Tell me about this. What's, what's your headache symptom like? What are your menstrual cramps like? Describe your PMS. But the main thing is I want to see how they experience life. Like, what are the symptoms? What bothers them? What makes them mad? Like, what are these emotional patterns, right? So you could also have, like someone could say, I have a fiery hot temper and then I've got this burning acid reflux and I've got, you know, bursitis in my knee and it's hot and swollen. So wherever you push on one thing, it's going to come back as hot and fiery. And it just, so I'll get a theme and then I'll be like, oh, tell me about your elbow. And they're like, oh, it's burning and swollen. You know, like it goes back to it. So I always want to check because they're going to use the same words. And those words are going to help me find that thing in nature. Yeah, totally. And it reminds me too of like, um, you know, Indian medicine, Ayurveda, right? Where they even talk about people have that, can have that hot kind of like disposition or they have a more cool kind of earthy, you know, energy about them. So yeah, these, these concepts are all, I feel like so much of what I talk about with my guests, you know, they're all kind of interrelated in some sort of way and we're using different language, but fundamentally it seems we are addressing, we're identifying energetic imbalances and we're looking to restore whatever's imbalanced. So I love that this is just another um, set of tools and, and languaging to, to access and do that. So once someone, once you've discovered the person's remedy, then what happens? Uh, what I do is I tell them how to order the remedy and then they take it, right? Usually they take two pellets maybe three nights in a row. And then we meet about four weeks later and we evaluate. So um, 
I think what's really fun about the work I do is discovering which remedy they need, right? So being in the process with them and then the analysis afterwards. And I think that's really fun to see what it is. And sometimes people will describe different things, but they're trying to, their body's trying to tell me I need this in nature. So while someone's talking, I'm listening to words they use, their language. Um, and in my mind, I'm like, oh, does this person need a plant, a mineral or an animal remedy, right? So I'm looking for the sensation they have and I'm, I'm looking to match this deep energy pattern. So we, have, we all have an energy pattern we're born with. Sometimes trauma will come along and take us into a different energy pattern. So for me, I had some remedies I started out with initially and that was who I was, let's say in my twenties. And now I'm in a very different remedy state, but it's more who I was when I was five or six, right? Because my true self is more like phosphorus, more bubbly and outgoing. Whereas when I was in a depressed state and anxious state, I was more guarded and rigid and depressive, right? So that's going to have a different remedy. So trauma can really be shifted with these remedies. Um, so I'm going to go through and kind of give you a show and tell of these remedies of what yeah. they're like. So plants are very sensitive. They talk about how they react to a situation. Um, and they talk about, can they adapt to a situation and can they not? And what's fun with plants is there are two polarities to their sensation. So they'll be talking, 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 but like, it's this, this, and this, it's not this, this, and this. I'm like, okay, you're a plant, right? Cause they just told me a spontaneous opposite. So one, um, example would be, let's say somebody's describing a headache, like the Anacardiaceae family their sensation, whether it's their knee pain or their emotional pain, it's stiff, tight, stuck, right? Rutaceae, which is the citrus family, their sensation is squeezed, crushed, compressed, right? So someone could be explaining their headache is squeezed and crushed, or it could be tight and stuck, or it could be, you know, 50 other plant, 100 other plant remedies. Uh, this Rutaceae crushed headache, they might have crushed, feel crushed in a relationship they might have like crushing heart pains due to heartbreak, that sort of thing. So they're gonna talk like that. And then there are these charts of all the different source words, sensation words that each family has. So when somebody's talking, I'll go through it like, oh, this is, you know, Hemimilidae family or whatever. Um, and then I'll like, oh, okay, it's this, right? So the plants are kind of fun because it's pretty clear once they need a plant. The animals are interesting too, and we are animals, right? So I do find a lot of animals in my practice. So animals are like sepia, that's squidding. Um, animals talk, people who need animal remedies, survival. Someone is doing something to them. Their boss is not listening to them. It's me against you, strong versus weak. This person's the aggressor um they're a victim or you know whatever there's this whole survival oh i'm in survival mode um therapists will notice they're in fight or flight a lot of the time now it could be any animal it could be a mammal it could be a bird a seashell an insect whatever it is they all have different source language of how somebody's going to describe it so once i know it's an animal then i'll ask them to start describing more things and then i'll figure out which sub kingdom is oh it's a bird oh it's a bird or a sea remedy, I can't tell, right? So I'll kind of tease it up. The minerals are based on the periodic table. So I always have my periodic table handy 
<laughs> right. Hadn't seen it since high school. Right. Um, Pretty right. Much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't really learn it in high school. I learned it in homeopathy school. Um, but they talk about how they function, where they're missing something. They they're grappling with their sense of identity. There's a building up or a loss of something. Um, they have too much of something, they're lacking something. It depends on where they are in the periodic table. They feel complete or incomplete, right? So all these nuances. And even while someone's talking, whether they're an animal or a plant, all the animals and plants are plotted on the periodic table. So I need to know where they are. And I'll explain a little bit more about that. Um, so it's really how they perceive themselves and how they relate in the world. It's kind of like their psychological development, but I don't want to say, oh, this person's stuck in this. It's just how they are pretty or more or less born into where they are, right? Um, so row one, which is hydrogen and helium, those are often autism remedies, some Asperger's. Row one is existence. Am I here or not? Do I exist? That sort of thing. Um, row two on the periodic table, which is lithium, carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, those, there's a security, separation, dependence. Can I do it on my own? I need somebody. I need somebody to protect me, that sort of thing. Um, row three is identity. Those are, that's like sea salt and um, phosphorus. That's where the majority of people live on row three and four, most of the population. Who am I? What are my boundaries? Asserting my choices. How do I fit into relationships? It's a lot of identity. Who am I? Now, row four, all about, so when I'm talking to someone, I'll push on it and it, where they go back to is with the row they're on. Some people have a mix of different ones, but row four, security, task, duty, focus on money, shelter, home, need to protect themselves, right? So I could say, what's the worst thing about your job? And it's like, Oh, I don't know if I'll have enough money to pay for it. Whereas a row three person might say, well, I just really want to get along with my boss and have peace and harmony at the office, right? So it's identity relationships. Row five, so row five and six, these are more our leaders. So row five is creativity, performance, exploring the new expression, big picture. They'll be leaders. They're doing usually something big, um, all sorts of things, lots of performance. Um, and then row six, these are our kings, our CEOs, leaders of the world, more or less. So there are fewer leaders in the world than there are like row three or four people. Responsibility, they're very responsible for their people. They want to take care of the people in their kingdom. Um, they just have a big picture and they can delegate, right? They can just figure things out and manage a team. Like for me, I'm a row three person. I just take care of myself and my immediate people in my life. I don't have like big visions for ruling the world or managing five or six businesses, but there are people who do and they're great at it, right? That's row six, not me, right? So that's how I'm listening. So when somebody's talking, I'm listening to those, oh, this is a row six person. Okay, that's gonna lead me into these remedies. So these remedies will create this energetic shift on the physical and emotional level. And then that'll move people beyond their fixed perceptions, right? So we're seeing the symptoms is where the body's stuck. How is the body stuck? Like what's the, look, if we go back to mental health, like what you're talking about, what's the flavor of the panic? Okay, so what's the, you know, there could be a hundred different remedies for panic attacks, but what's the fixed perception here? Like, let's say they say I'm an anxious person. I worry about everything, right? 
that's going to show me something's off balance. But I want to see what's the pattern. How are they experiencing that, right? Where's the energy stuck? What's getting the vital force from not flowing properly? So we're going to match something in nature with the same energetic imprint to this client. It'll flip the switch and take them like who they really are. It'll loosen things. It'll take them back to who they are. So let me give you a case example because sometimes it's just, it's all theoretical, right? I mean, yeah. Until <laughs> you see it. So client, I'll call her Susan, not her real name. So she's 49. Her chief complaint was fibroids and endometriosis. And I really, she was very depressed when she came in. I mean, it was just very heavy, disheveled, tired, all that. Um, and she'd taken a lot of supplements. She had a very clean diet. Um, but things were just not shifting. She'd done a lot of therapy and there was just something that was energetically off. So she'd had surgery to clean out the endometriosis and fibroids, but then the pain returned a year later. Because what happens if you don't get to the root cause, right? The things are just going to grow back, right? So the fibroids, these growths, which is interesting when we talk about what her remedy is, these growths. Um, so she would have severe cramping with every period since she was 15. She'd be doubled over with contraction pains, like one to two hours of excruciating pain, severe nausea, often throwing up every period. Can you imagine? It come on fast to be numb and pulsing and then explosive. And then the next two to three days, she'd be very sore in the intestinal area. She'd be exhausted um, on the other days with the cramps lots of flooding, cramps, that sort of thing. Emotionally with her periods, weepy, irritable, her bladder was inflamed. And then the rest of the month was challenging too. So she had about three migraines per month. On the left side, she'd get dizzy and nauseated. She said it was a pain as if she was being like shocked, a searing pain on the back of the head, good forehead. She felt worse indoors. So she'd often go outside She'd be near water, it was even better. Those would last about 24 hours. Bladder infections, she got about six every year. Pain is sharp. Uh, bladder goes into spasms, clenching pain, dizziness. Again, more dizziness. And the pain was coming and going in waves. So every word that someone's saying, I'm writing down almost word for word because I'm gonna match up these themes and words. Sleep, she'd wake two to four in the morning. She often couldn't go back to sleep. Her digestion was sluggish, constipated. Now that can be from endometriosis with the scar tissue causing problems. So I wasn't sure was, but homeopaths, we don't even need to know what the diagnosis is. We just need to know how someone experiences the symptoms. And she had twitching in her thighs. Okay, so I get the symptoms. I want to know what's going on with her heart, right? What has brought her to this place? How does she experience life? So her husband of 20 years went through a crisis and left her. Her kids were 17 and 19, and they moved overseas with him to go to college where they're from. So she was living in the U.S. with him. The kids went back to their country, went to college, totally left her traumatic. She was abandoned. And she said, I've lived my whole life in a bubble. I homeschooled them. I haven't worked in years. I supported my husband's business. You know, I was there taking care of them. I loved it. It was my joy. And as she's talking and, you know, going through the whole case, at the end of the session, 
I realized this was eight years ago. I thought it had happened maybe three months ago due to the level of grief she was in. Like she was really stuck in this grief. And I was like, wow, this is so sad. This is very, very deep pain. So she said, we sold the family home. I lived the life of a nomad. She was doing work remotely. So she had flexibility. She wasn't sure where she wanted to live. So some of the words she used, she said, I feel like I've been in survival mode since then, needing to protect myself. I feel adrift. And I asked her about what she used to be like in the past. And she said she was very open and bubbly, again, bubbly, bubble, bubbly, um, very outgoing, that sort of thing. And she said, I want to be open, but I'm so afraid of getting hurt again. I put up a wall for protection. I hide as a defense. I want to protect myself. I'm having a really hard time just trusting people. So there was a lot of fear, a lot of distrust, a lot of anger and betrayal from her husband. She felt taken for granted. No one respected her. She felt like she said she's filled with sorrow. She cries a lot. I mean, it's just tremendous heartbreak, difficulty making decisions, overwhelmed all the time. And so this is the part where I can figure out where she is on the periodic table. She says, why am I here? What's my purpose in life? So it's a lot about the identity. What's my purpose? Can I do it on my own? I was dependent on my husband. Who am I without him? She felt very detached. There's heavy, lots of heavy. And then there'd be open and light and heavy, lots of guilt. So I asked her also about the past, like outgoing, spontaneous, lighthearted, you know, that was her. I was like, okay, let's get her back to this state, who she really is. So one of the things we like to look at in homeopathy are dreams and fears, right? So the dreams really opened up what the remedy was for me. So she's had recurring dreams of waves and floods, massive ocean waves, flooding coming into her house. It sinks she said, that's how I'm feeling with my family now. Everything you had beneath you turns to quicksand, no solid ground. It swallows you up and you dissipate. You were never there. You didn't exist, right? So back to existence. That's almost row one. Falling into the deep into the abyss and I can't do anything about it. She said, I really live in this abyss. Everything's destroyed. It's mass destruction, feeling of paralysis. I can't do anything, no power. And she said, it's the same thing with those huge waves, a frightening feeling. You can't do anything the way my life feels. I'm adrift and I'm lost. So while she's talking, she's like, it's like these waves. I'm just being tossed and torn. It's this quicksand. There's no solid ground. I'm sinking. I'm lost. All these water themes. I'm listening for words and themes. And I don't know. Sometimes it'll take an hour and a half or two hours. I'm listening, listening. And then I'm like, okay, got it. But I'm piecing it together. So she needed a remedy made from an animal. There was a lot about survival, a lot about abandonment. Animals often live in community. So they like to be part of a group. Um, and so what she needed was a sea creature. And so what I gave her, what I suggested for her was a remedy called Venus. It's the Latin name, that's the clam. So I'm gonna tell you some sea remedy themes and these are different than let's say the bird remedies or a certain plant or others, right? So the sea remedies want a safe environment. They want to be protected. They're looking for their identity. She's like completely adrift. She doesn't know what her identity is. Her husband's gone. Her kids are gone. Who is she? A lot of loneliness, but they also have this need for independence. 
there's a lot of resentment about the past. So there was some resentment about what had happened with her husband and why he left. And then they have a strong longing to travel, right? So she lived as a nomad. She likes to travel a lot. And she was looking for a, they, these sea remedies look for a protector to provide. Now, nomad, adrift, afloat, well, seashells are constantly being drifting and in the water, right? I mean, sometimes they sit down and they suck into that sand and you see the bubbles and stuff. And sometimes they crawl along, but most of the time they're in the water adrift afloat being nomads more or less, right? And then they come out of their shell. Um, and then the sea creatures also feel weak and insecure. They're sensitive to criticism. People who need these have a lot of water and sea themes. There are a lot of mother, child things, pregnancy. So somebody else could be in the same situation but have a different reaction to it, right? You could have 50 people in the same situation have a different, somebody else could be ballistic and just constantly be trying to blow up ex-husband's life, right? So she had a lot of heavy feelings, heavy bearing down, dragging menstrual pains, heavy light. Like she said, I used to be light and bubbly. And she's like, no, I'm heavy and all that. Suffocation, open space. These are symptoms. Um, the sea remedies have a strong need for communication and harmony. They're sensitive to their environment. So I looked at all these different sea remedies, sepia, which is squid, crab, oyster pearl, seahorse. There are lots of different sea fish, right? All these different. So I found Venus, this is a saltwater clam. And so in researching it, I'm looking for themes when I'm reading about different remedies, themes, but also the physical symptoms have to match. So one of the descriptions of Venus is a conflict between being open and getting hurt and being and closing themselves for protection, right? So soft, sensitive to hurt and injury, the clam closes itself in a hard shell. Oh, that's right, she kept going like this. <laughs> she was expressing it to me through her hand gestures. Being closed is suffocated, restricted, yet protected, right? So she's in protection mode. The slightest pinch, they close off immediately, right? So people reach out to her, but she would kind of, she wanted it, but she was too afraid of getting hurt again. Um, so Venus, the remedy, they hide as a defense. They want to protect themselves. They put up walls, but they also want their freedom. They have a difficulty trusting people, closed off for protection. Um, there's this conflict between being open and getting hurt. Lots of guilt and regret. There are different feelings that come up with different remedies. Weighted down heavy versus light and floating feeling lost, trying to figure out their identity, disconnected. She talked a lot about being disconnected. So nomad, the shells move around in the water. Now her menstrual symptoms match the bladder symptoms of Venus. The headaches match the twitching in the thighs. There are all these physical symptoms that match exactly what she was talking about. But I went in through the emotional to find the remedy. And then so that's what I started with, Venus. So she comes in a month later. And she looks totally different. Her face is lit up. She's smiling. I mean, she looked the same, but it was like a totally different person was there. I was like, whoa, I really wish I'd taken before and after shots. I know some people do. I just had never done that. I was like, wow, this is dramatically different. And she said, emotionally, things are improving. My moments of being in the abyss are less frequent and I rebound much more quickly. There's been significant 
improvement. She said, I'm not beating myself up all the time. I'm not overwhelmed with fear and criticism. If I don't get something done, I have a different approach now. She said, I'm 50. I can do what I want. This is a big change because she used to work all the time and pressure herself and be very demanding and fear, fearful of criticism, right? And she also said that she was crying a lot of the time. And she said, I'm just not in the abyss. She said, I had only one migraine last month. It was mild. It didn't last long. My period's the same, no changes. PMS a little better, not as depressed overall. Awesome. Now the dream shifted, which I, which is a big indication that the remedy is working, right? Because I want to check to see the dreams. When the dreams are better, they're, the subconscious is being healed, right? So she says, now I'm the observer. It's not good or bad. I'm just in a different space. I see water flowing in rivers and on the beach. It's just there. The water is a sense of renewal and refreshment. Wow. It's not this destructive force. She said, I'm no longer falling into the abyss in the dreams, and I don't have dreams of floods or huge waves taking over me. I just see them and they're refreshing. Awesome. Um, sleep is better. I'm waking at two, but I fall back to sleep. So she's not up for the day at two or three in the morning. Some nights she sleeps through the night. Awesome. The remedy has worked. Noticing that shift. And then so the next month she comes, so I usually meet with my clients about every month for the first six months. We decide, do we repeat the remedy? Do we wait? Do we give a booster dose? That's right. Two pellets could last three weeks or three months, right? So you want to ride that thing out. So the next month she said, I feel like I've moved on in regards to the loss of my family. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Like that was really excruciating. She said, I feel sorrow, but I'm able to rebound differently and articulate the pain in a new way. She said, there's so much pain in the world. Say la vie. I mean, it was just so lighthearted. I was like, wow. She said, everyone suffers and I'm not in the abyss about the situation. Whew. Good. No migraines, no bladder infections. The twitching is gone. No changes in her period, right? So she's still having, the PMS is a little better, but she's still having this excruciating pain. So the constitutional remedy, the Venus has worked really deeply but I want to get in there and address the fibroids and endometriosis. So there are remedies that will break them down. And basically they just are reabsorbed or they're discharged or whatever. So I moved on to a method of alternating two different remedies every week. In addition, I mean, she had her constitutional going, but this was kind of in the background. Um, and then she said, the month four, she said, oh my gosh, my period came. I didn't know it was coming because I didn't have cramps or PMS or anything. It just came. She said, no spotting. I started my period. Pain was minimal. It felt like I was about to have pain. It was mild. I could just keep going. And then I had a little bit of cramping, just kind of normal. Um, and she said, I usually have to stop what I'm doing and get in the bed and sleep or get in a hot, hot tub to reduce the pain. Massive improvement, about 70% improvement in pain. Awesome. That's what I often see with endometriosis. I mean, it's excruciating pain. She said that evening, there are just some remnants of cramps. I was physically sore a little bit, but I didn't have to take off time from work. Good. Energy levels much better. I'm able to focus. Lots of clarity. I'm really excited about these work projects. Like her eyes were sparkling. She was like so happy about, I'm going to do this and then I have this plan. She just felt really alive. She's a very vibrant person. It's just the situation to lose three significant people in your life, it was just, 
was hard. So over the next year, her period started to improve. Um, she would take the remedy only if she felt the cramps were coming on. She had two mild bladder infections. So what I love about homeopathy too is when someone gets an acute symptom like a bladder infection or a cold or flu or something, they can take their remedy. It'll usually tone it down or knock it out, right? So she ended up taking the remedy for the bladder infection. She didn't need antibiotics. She rarely gets migraines. Um, the fibroids reduced in size. So she had an ultrasound about 10 months later, no endometrial pain, that the fibroids had reduced in size. That's good. Sometimes they completely disappear. Sometimes they just reduce. Symptoms are better. We don't really care just as long as they're getting better. And she said her work projects are taking off. She was really happy. So that was an experience. And then it flips the switch and then takes you to like the next level, you know, and hold on, I have an internet connection problem. Yeah, you froze up there for a second, but I think we have you back now. Oh, really? Okay. Um, so you could kind of see how in the past she'd seen doctors and then they said, why don't you consider an antidepressant? Why don't you take some anxiety medication? Just help you sleep. And I can totally get that, right? Cause she was really suffering and really her emotional symptoms were a manifestation of grief and loss. She wasn't sure where to go with her life. It was human in pain, right? Human suffering. So she needed this remedy from nature that's gonna match her emotional state, her physicals. She got back on track and then she's doing fine, right? So it's kind of like goes back to your question of, is this a biochemical imbalance? Like, what is it? Definitely she felt off, but she needed something to get her back on track. And now she's doing really well. That is so amazing, Marnie. Thank you for sharing that. I think that gives us a real clear understanding. And it's like, it, it, it's layers. And we know that actually with healing, it's layers, like mm -hmm. oftentimes starting with the most recent things and then going deeper and deeper into the history. And I'm sure there can even be like family stuff. It probably goes yeah. in all kinds of directions, right? But yeah. I just love this work and how you're able to create such positive changes for people with those just tiny little pellets. It's so cool. <laughs> Right. I know they're really, really cool. And it's what we call the minimum dose, right? You take two pellets and you wait about three weeks. It unfolds, it resets the body. And I don't know, you repeat the remedy about once a month. I have my own homeopath who determines my remedy and they're repeating that sort of thing. It's kind of hard to figure out on your own, but it's just like, it, it's like throwing a rock into water, right? It skips, you have the ripple effect, it's working. And then it'll stop working. Some of the symptoms will come back or the, for me, the thoughts will come back. Like I'm really pessimistic or judgmental or critical or just feel really blah. And then I know, oh, it's more or less worn off, right? So I'll contact my homeopath. Do I need to increase the potency? Do I repeat it? Do I do a booster dose, whatever? And then, you know, I'll be like 12 hours later. I'm like, oh, great. Okay, I'm excited about this. And then, you know, like I'm kind of like back to my true self, but if I didn't have homeopathy, I am pretty sure I'd just be stuck in that very depressed state, which is unfortunate. Yeah. So I am really grateful for these, these little, little pills, right? And the compliance is pretty easy, right? Because you don't have to take 50 supplements a day. Right. There's two pellets, 
You let it do its thing. Mm -hmm. So Marnie, if people want to find out more about homeopathy or working with you, um, you've even been so generous as to have a special offer for any of the audience here. Um, how can they do that? Sure. I love to talk to people and just see, is this a good fit for you, right? Is homeopathy something that can help you? Is it the right modality for you? Am I the right practitioner for you? So what I usually offer is a discovery session. On my website, it's $97. It's about 40, 45 minutes. We explore what your health goals are, where you're feeling stuck. Is homeopathy a good solution and like how it could work for you? And for you, I made a little Kaleidoscope of Possibilities link and it's $47. So I'm going to leave that up. I have a, a link that you can use. I don't know how you link things, Adriana. We have show notes. So we'll put we it all in the show notes. notes. Okay, good. So I'll leave that up. Um, I'm trying to think. I could, there's a PDF book about homeopathy that's like an hour read. It's super fascinating. It's easy. It's called Homeopathy Beyond Flat Earth Medicine. And seriously, it was written in like 1992. It just explains homeopathy so briefly, so basically. Here's how it's worked. They don't do what I, I do sensation method, right? Where you're listening for the sensation. Um, it's all the same though. They gather the physical symptoms and the mental emotional symptoms and more or less the way I was trained in the way um, most homeopaths do it is you choose seven symptoms that represents the person's whole picture. And then you plug it into a computer. It'll come up with know, 50 different remedies. And then you read through the remedies. And you see what matches. That works just fine too. Um, so it's more like that. They're all the same. It's one remedy, one constitutional remedy. But it's a great little book um, written by a naturopath. And I would love to share that with you. Just click on it. It's a PDF. You read it. Um, I'm trying to think what else I've got my website you can read a little bit on. What else? What other kinds of questions do you have? I'm happy to share whatever resources I can. No, I think that's great. And, and your website is resplendenthealing.com. Is that right? That's right. Resplendenthealing.com. Getting yep. a major revision in about a month. Working yeah. on it now. So yeah, um, we'll post it all in the show links, um, okay. in the show notes, and we'll have all the links and everything so people can easily find you and ask you questions or find out if this might be something for them or for a loved one or whatever it may be. Yeah, awesome. That sounds good. Thank you for having me today. Thanks for letting me share about homeopathy. The oh, it was wonderful. Thank you for being my guest. And thank you all who tuned in to listen or watch. And if you like the show, Please click like, comment, share, subscribe, get it out there, you know, because the more, you know, it exponentializes, like Marnie said, you throw the rock in the stream and it goes out. This podcast is like that too. And I just am so committed to getting this information out there into the hands of more people who can explore these alternative healing methods and discover that there is in fact more to mental health than what we've been told. And there are many, many, many pathways to healing that you can choose. So please do keep exploring and join us next time on another episode of Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. This has been Dr. Adriana Popescu. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe and share with others. 
To find out more about me, my guests, and more, please visit my website at adrianapopescu.org. See you next time.